I watch too many movies. I watch too much TV. Anything else to add? I'm head of HR. The world needs more robots. I still have a page of notes. I wasn't paying attention. Our lightning rail. No, I'm not ready. I'll just wing it. I'm in the zone. Roll for initiative. May the force be with you. Always. Classic. Whatever makes you a discerning The Discerning Geeks Portal. Uh, welcome back, discerning listeners, to the Discerning Geek Portal, where each week we take a discerning look into all things geek. This will be take two. How's everybody doing? <laughs> or, or take three. Or take Andrew three. hit his head. Andrew <laughs> hit his head. Your mic went out. And when you said Discerning Geeks Portal, you said Discerning Geek Portal, like there's only one of us. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're, we're really off tonight. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, listeners, we're here. Uh, my name is David. I'm here with David, Todd, and Andrew. And this week we're doing a special just Thanksgiving episode of the Discerning Geeks Portal, where we'll get to discuss some topics and things, geek things that we're thankful for. Thingy things of things with geek things and things with geeks. <laughs> With geeks on top of the geek thingies, thingies. Hey, so we're thankful for. what, what, <laughs> geek on top of the geek things, got it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were doing so good. We had like a whole episode where Joanna got to take the day off. And, and I am thankful for, and how can this be? For he is the hat rack, satirac, whatever it is. <laughs> And, and we we've done so good. We we kind of went through. I won't say flawlessly, but you know, we didn't get called out <laughs> by our editing robot or not editing robot. Our, she's an AI, and she's AI. very pretty and <laughs> that's right, feminine and correct, awesome and totally. Stop angering her. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. She's mean, man. She's only mean to you. No, she's the worst. <laughs> I said one thing to her, and now she hates me. I am thankful for Joanna. I'm not. That explains why you hit your head. <laughs> I think Roberto actually came by and shoved my head into the desk. Roberto? Yeah. Isn't that Joanna's nephew? Uh, Justin? Oh, Justin. I don't know why I said Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like uh, no, no, I just do no, 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 I just do Joanna's lawns. That's all I do. It's a, <laughs> every Thursday I go by her house and I mow the yard. That's it. I don't do anything with the whole head bashing, none of that. <laughs> so I do interrupt. I'm going to leave now. Well, so I guess it goes without saying that I am thankful for this podcast and the opportunity to get together with you guys. And for all of Joanna's help when we need it. You always need it. All that, you know, her and her AI compatriots bring to our show. But yeah, it's Thanksgiving this week. Everybody's going to get stuffed on some, some turkey. Anybody having anything besides turkey and the traditional this week? I don't know why people always eat turkey. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't like turkey. It's just that every now and then I like a nice ham. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think we're doing both. So I'm, I'm glad with that. I think we usually ham have ham too instead of turkey. Yeah. Okay. Ham. I think we should replace it with steak. This is America. There's a there's a there's a uh, there's a Sunday school lesson here because I did one once, 
And it was it was the whole tale of Martha getting mad because she wasn't getting help when she was trying to fix food for Jesus and everybody. Yeah. And and he and he talks about how you know it, it you know it doesn't matter what you're doing. We could have just onion soup and and we would be fine. I don't exactly know if it was onion soup, but there's a mention of something. And it's a very simple dish. But basically, that's the point. You, it's the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just have people over and have cheese and crackers and just spend time together, that's Thanksgiving because you're together and you're giving thanks by hanging out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know that I'm on, know I'm on my soapbox and know I'm preaching a little bit, but I'm just basically trying to say you can make it as big or as little as you want. None of that matters. It just matters about being together and spending time with each other. Which is why we're here tonight. We just want to spend some time with each other and talk about some geeky things that we like and have enjoyed about this year. Maybe we're thankful for. I mean, we even we even invited Roberto. Yeah, you know, you know, (laughs) hola Roberto, cómo estás. We are thankful for all of our listeners all around the world. Um, I was looking the other day, and I think we've even added a few more countries, which is weird, but. You know, we've had listeners in uh, well over 20-some countries uh, since we've started this podcast, and that just kind of is weird and blows my mind, but it's also cool in the same way. We are all incredibly thankful to all of you people who, for whatever reason, whatever bored moment you were, we were flipping through Spotify or whatever and just went, "Ah, I'll give these guys a shot. Thanks. We appreciate that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, but those international statistics have not gone up very much. They kind of shot up when we first started the podcast, and now they've kind of trickled down. So I'm a little bit worried that some of them are bots instead of people. It definitely could be bots or just... Well, how do you think Joanna found out about us? I don't remember, but I wish I could go back in time and alter that moment forever. Spies from other countries? I don't know. (laughs) See? Just explains why Joanna found out about us, because her bots obviously listened to us and went, you need to hang out with these guys. Um, but let's get on topic. Let's. I want to kind of talk about some things we? that um, you know we're excited wow. that, that we're thankful for. Um, I want to throw out there a first question. I know it's been a little light this year. I thought this was a, a thankful episode, not a quiz. But it's both. does anybody have a favorite movie yet of 2021 that came out this year? Yeah, 2021 favorite movie. The new Ghostbusters movie. I haven't watched uh, it yet. I, I, you know, I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm going to have to say I'm thankful for that one. Yeah. I, I'm waiting because, for it. Yeah, well, we're going to have I mean, to see it. I know I know, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've, I've, you know, I, I'm always browsing through things, especially with basically my TV is internet TV. So I see things all the time on YouTube about like things and everything I've caught so far just from titles is this is a redemption. That it's not perfect, but it's definitely a redemption. Uh, and so I'm already thankful that that's happened. Now, I will actually, I will tell you one thing that I have watched that I'm happy for. And, I, and may, Todd may actually know what this is. Um, I have caught some episodes on YouTube of a thing called Critical Role. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And I have actually enjoyed watching some of the, the snippets from that. Now, I don't watch the full episodes because uh, I am a D&D player. And as much as I enjoy it, I know how much that would bore me because if I'm not playing it, I don't want to watch play it, be other people play it, you know, that kind of thing. But I have watched highlights from it. And the one thing I'm very thankful for is there is a guy named Travis Willis who played a character named Grog that I keep <laughs> laughing over 
not simply because of how well he plays him, but because it reminds me of a character that I used to play. I used to play a character called Goldfang, who was an orc, and he wasn't very bright. In fact, he would used to, he used to walk around and tell everybody, I'm entire army of entire clan. And that was true, because his clan was six people. At one point, a monk walked up to him, and a monk didn't wear any shoes, but everybody else did. And so, for half a campaign, Goldfang kept asking him, we're boot. Because he was wondering why the monk kept walking around barefooted. It's such a joy to see great characters played right. And so I, I, I see a, a kindred spirit in Grog with my gold thing. And so uh, I'm extremely thankful for that. That I, 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 have, I have found a brother who has, no, who, who has no idea I exist. But at least in D&D, I could say that I have a brother. Okay. Okay. Now, you kind of sidestepped my question, though. And I didn't hear Todd's answer, but I know we're all excited about Ghostbusters. But Todd, did you have a favorite movie of 2021? Mm. Well, sort of. I mean, I guess it's a favorite by default, uh-huh. but it's not like it was a absolutely stellar movie. Uh, because really, I only have four movies to choose from. The three Marvel movies that have come out this year and Ghostbusters, because I did go see Ghostbusters last night. Um, Without us? Yeah. You cheated on us? Uh-huh. Well, I, I I did the same thing I did with Eternals. I made sure I got a ticket to a theater with hardly anybody there because I'm still trying to be extra careful because of COVID. So I made sure that I was got a, went where there was hardly anybody there. I, I tried to get a seat way far away from somebody. By the time I did get there, there was somebody nearby, but they were in front of me. So I figured, well, they're breathing forward. It's It's fine. I kept my mask on the whole time and everything. So anyway, I have seen... Ghostbusters in those three movies. Uh, Ghostbusters, I would give a B minus. So I guess by default, Eternals would be my number one because I did give it a B plus. That's a movie that has a lot of good things to it, but the further it goes along, the more it kind of chops away at that, and it's not quite as good at the end as it is at the beginning. So yeah, by default, it would be the Eternals. Okay, okay. Um, So far, mine is Dune. Um, we'll have to see if Ghostbusters can beat it out. Uh, or Eternals. I haven't seen either one of those. So I'll have to check out Ghostbusters. My plan is maybe sometime in the next week to catch that. We'll have to see if, if it can edge out the new Dune, um, as it's been my, my favorite of the year. Um, I actually saw Jungle Cruise last night. It's good. It's okay. It's, it's really surprisingly entertaining, and the story's not bad either. Um, I also watched Red Notice on Netflix. We just watched Red Notice as well. That was a fun one. And I had a fun time with that too. Uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of the Oceans movies, only even if there's only three of them. It also reminded me a little bit of things like Rush Hour and, and stuff like that. Uh, but it has an interesting twist. Yep. Um, it has a really interesting twist, to be honest with you, because it kind of hits what's I've never seen a movie be able to hit you twice with the same twist and you fell for it. It was almost like the first twist, like threw you off. And then, like, you realize, oh, crap, that really is the twist. And so, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, yeah. Red Notice was was pretty cool. And especially for a straight to Netflix movie um lots of star power you know you got the rock you got wonder woman you got ryan reynolds you got deadpool (laughs) never (laughs) notice how we don't remember the women's names we only remember the characters they play wonder woman 
I like yeah. how we have Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I also did watch, uh, and I do recommend this to you guys, uh, Finch from Apple TV. Oh, that one I want to see. I'm going to put that on my list because I've I, it looked interesting. It, it is. It is. It is interesting. Um, I can't really describe it for you. Um, well, you, don't. you, you just got to watch it. Just, <laughs> but, but do watch it. It's, it's worth watch. Well, what about nine times out of ten when you start describing stuff, you give way too many spoilers. Well, it's it's hard <laughs> to in this one because if I if I really said anything about it, uh, you know, I give away the whole thing. Yeah. So just uh, I do it tonight. Like go and just pop it in there. That's so what she said. I know uh, Dave's more of our our TV person, but do we have nope. any? Nope. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I said Todd. Todd is more of our TV, our TV person. Uh, do we have any favorite TV shows so far of 2021? Nope. Uh, and it could be something that maybe has been out for a while, but this episode, this season, was kind of your your favorite with whatever was released on 20 in 2021. Oh, I got one. Evil. Evil was good. I like the, that's that the, the one, one with the, the lady cop and the, and the, the black preacher. Yep. Oh, well, I might have to watch that season then. Cause I actually did binge watch like what the first two seasons. And so maybe I'll have to watch that again. Yeah. The first season was better, but the second season was kind of laying out the dominoes for the third season. Ah, so hopefully in the third season they'll uh, knock them down and it'll be glorious. This is a Todd. Any that are out there above I, the rest? I I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really prepared for this question, so I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I guess maybe to a certain extent, Wandavision. Uh, maybe the Disney shows in general. I, I'm not sure I have one overall favorite. There have been several this year that have been good, but I'm not sure one is way up above the others. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I have one. Yeah, there's kind of too many to mention, really, when you really get to thinking about because the Loki, things like that. I still think probably the the season two of The Mandalorian was probably probably my favorite. I think that was probably my, if I had to pick one and narrow it down, um, I did really enjoy WandaVision. So it would be a, a you just like the fact that Luke saved them. I did. That was awesome. I, did, I know I did like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was awesome. Um, and I called it, I called it, even though I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but when people kept asking me what was going to happen, I was like, it's gotta be Luke. It's going to be Luke. Luke's going to save him. Yeah. All right, so I kind of threw out some questions. I, that, that was unprompted or unprepared, and and I know I, we kind of talked about we were just going to talk about what we're thankful for. So, mm. Todd, why don't you give us one of the things that you've kind of you did prepare for that you're you're thankful for for this past year? Well, for, the first one is one that you've already mentioned, which is this podcast. Uh, as we talked about before, this has kind of helped to stay in contact with social distancing that we that we've had to put up with during the pandemic. Uh, and it's given a, us a way to kind of continue talking about all these geeky things that we'd be talking about in person anyway. 
it's also given me a creative outlet as the editor. So, cause you know, my job can be kind of dry sometimes and there's no, not, and there's not much else going what? on, but, I, but this has allowed me to, to be kind of creative uh, when I, I think I kind of needed something like that. And on top of everything else, it's also been kind of interesting as kind of a social slash psychological experiment, because even though we all know each other and we know each other's likes and we're here because of our similar interest in geeky things, it's also been in- interesting to see when those inter- interests kind of diverge yeah. and when we we agree on things and disagree on things and, and what the tendencies are. I, I've, I've even kind of gotten in touch a little bit with what I expect out of things as a result of, of examining so many movies and TV shows that, that we've done and, and even reading a, a couple books along the way. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm thankful for this podcast. Luckily we will always agree that the greatest episode we ever did was killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> no, I wasn't on that episode. We should redo it. We should. We, we should redo Killer Clouds around I believe that that is absolutely positively yeah. something that should happen. We should do it. We should do it today. Like, everybody just go and get your Killer Clouds. We are going to review that again because now we have Andrew, and he knows, he knows how awesome that movie is. Uh. I was going to mention that I I caught a lot of um, grief recently from one of our our more recent reviews with some family members that that had listened to our podcast and didn't necessarily agree with my opinion on a a specific movie. So, which uh, movie? Uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Maybe because your opinion's stupid. If it's I remember wrong. correctly, though, I, I I didn't rate the movie badly. I said it was, you know, okay. It was good to watch. I just felt like there was better. Which okay. family members? Okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're you're the Probably one that brought up this them. topic. Uh-huh. You're, you're the one that brought up this topic. So I, I got to say, you claimed that you didn't say that much bad about it. And the weird thing is, in 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 the review, you even got to the end and still give it a halfway decent score. Right. And sometimes you said, and it wasn't that bad. But you had nothing but trash to talk the whole time. <laughs> you, I'm not sure you said a single positive thing about it the entire time, yet still, oh, it's not that bad. But you only had bad things to say about it. That's right, Todd. Call him out on his bull, uh, bull BS. <laughs> and, and, maybe that's a sl- and maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but... But it, that review was an uphill battle because I went into it saying, this is one of my favorite movies ever. And it just every second, well, yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like this. It was had too many characters. It, 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 well, the heist wasn't interesting. There wasn't a story. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm going to cheat and do another one because we are we are so off topic that I, I, I don't care. What, what about mine? Another so another uh-huh. thing. Uh, well, actually, okay. Yes, you're right. Go ahead, Andrew. You no, have I to. didn't Go have ahead. one. I was just joking. <laughs> you know he didn't have one. What's the concussion talking, dude? Come on. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so another thing I'm thankful for is the announcement that Babylon 5 is getting a reboot. My favorite TV show of all time. Now, it's not definite. Uh, I'd be more scared nowadays than happy. Well, there 
there is some apprehension and there's a lot of fans out there that are still saying, oh, it's lightning in a bottle. You can't reproduce it. It's going to it's going to suck, blah, blah, blah. But I have always been in favor of the possibility of a Babylon 5 reboot as long as JMS is in charge of it. And sure enough, he will be in charge of it again if it happens. Now, it's still got to go through the usual processes where he has written the script, turn it into the, the CW. And yes, that's another thing that some people worry about. That's going to be on the CW instead of something like HBO Max. I'm okay with that. I can handle that. But he's turned it in and they've got to, you know, either approve, you know, green light it or or say no or get him to rewrite it or whatever. And so we don't know if it's going to happen, but then if it does, then it'll go into production and hopefully there'll be new Babylon 5 mm-hmm. in the fall. Like I said, I've always been more uh, open-minded to the possibility of a reboot. So I'm very thankful that it might happen, that if it does, JMS will be in charge. Uh, also, he keeps quote, uh, not quoting, but um, tweeting some things because people keep asking him questions and saying, oh, I'm worried about this, worried about that. And he's he's pretty active on Twitter. How he ever gets anything done, I don't know. But he's on Twitter enough to kind of alleviate people's fears or to at least try to, to say, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, and and people saying stuff like, oh, because it's on the CW, it's going to be nothing but teenagers and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, did I have teenagers the first time around? No, I wouldn't have teenagers this time around. If CW makes me, I'll, I'll stand my ground. And if they want to pull the plug, they pull the plug. But he he's going to make the best Babylon 5 he can make now, just like he made the best Babylon 5 he could uh, in the mid nineties. So, um, so I'm very thankful for that. I'm looking forward to it. I, I wish I could say it's something I'm thankful for now is in it's here now, but it's something I'm thankful for in the future that I'm going to be looking I wonder why he wouldn't just call it Babylon six. Okay. Now if he goes by the way things went the first time around, there cannot be a Babylon six because Babylon five is the last station because the first three were, uh, destroyed through sabotage. The fourth one vanished, uh, 24 hours after going online. And then the fifth one was supposed to get the job done and get it done enough that there didn't need to be a sixth station. However, who knows? There could be a Babylon 6 this time around. Like, who knows? Maybe Babylon 5 will get destroyed and there'll be a Babylon 6 like halfway through the show. I, I don't know because one of the I things... Mean, it's just an he, international UN space station is basically all it is. It's just for the galaxy. So it's like, I, you know... It doesn't- I, I know. But, but some of the things that people are asking him is, how much will things be different? How much will things be the same? And he has said in several tweets that he is not interested in telling the exact same story again. Uh, so who knows? There, this time around, there may not be Minbari, Centauri, and Narn in Vorlons. There might be totally different alien races. There might be totally different char- characters. I I really don't know what to expect. Now, chances are he'll keep some of the same elements there, but maybe just rearrange them a little bit and change when things happen and how things happen. Uh, but I, I don't know. And yes, granted, part of that kind of worries me, but it, it gives me something to look forward to because he, as good as JMS made it in the 90s, he has grown a lot as a writer since then. And he, he says he has grown a lot as a writer. So I would love to see these new, tool, these new tools that he has in his literary toolbox in order to pull off this, this new version. If you, for listeners, if you'd like a further breakdown on that, listen to our episode where we did the announcement for the new Babylon 5 series. That's episode 71. And in that, you'll also hear Todd and I talking about 
our what's going to be our spinoff podcast, um, which should be coming probably January. January. I'm going to say January. We're going to shoot for a January kickoff um, of 2022. And so be on the lookout for that as we are going to be reviewing or, or discussing all the old episodes of Babylon 5. So we're going to start at the beginning, episode one, and give you a, a breakdown and our impression and some good stuff from each episode and we're going to go through the entire five seasons and all the movies. And I'm sure as more information comes out on the new series, and maybe even if we finally get some episodes at some point, uh, we'll be discussing those as well. So we're um, very thankful for that opportunity as we're going to be spinning off a second podcast off of this one. Yes. Not that we're going anywhere. We're going to still be here and, and talking with these guys. Oh, how? Uh, but uh, Todd and I had kind of a heart for Babylon 5 and wanting to do a review on on that show. So we'll be spinning off our uh, a separate podcast where we will discuss that. And we may have some guests on there occasionally if these guys want to join us, but we'll uh, we'll see how things oh, go. Oh, no, Trader. No, you, t- <laughs> you two decided to go off on your own, which is fine, because me and Andrew have a secret organization that we're planning on starting, and it's going to be called GNN, and it's the Geek News Network, and it's where we basically take <laughs> politics of the day and apply Star Wars po- logic to it. So that basically means that when all this kind of BS starts happening in the world about this, that, or the other border disputes, we basically start thinking about it, and basically Andrew's going to take the line of the rebellion and i'm going to take the line of the empire and we're basically just going to sit there and discuss about how the empire would solve this problem and how the the rebellion would solve this problem and they're going to be a lot more popular than you are i guarantee it so that's a really good idea did you grab that from somewhere is that original i just thought of that while dave was sitting there making me fall asleep we should do that (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to make you fall asleep really good idea for our listeners just as in kind of todd in my defense we we did open this up for everyone who wanted to be involved (laughs) it wasn't that we just said oh we're gonna do this behind their back um but Oh, we, oh, sure. Justify it now. I see how much you that that were interested. <laughs> so, what you, what you have said before that you're not a TV person, and you've even said that you weren't that much into Babylon Five, and then Andrew hasn't seen it, and and I know that's I, why we're going with I GNN. He doesn't want to watch yeah. it. So. <laughs> I'm, we, I'm writing we, this down. We can come up with a lot more fun BS than you guys can. Trust me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because trust me, that whole, oh, there's a lot of things that would be a lot different when you start thinking about it from the Imperial and Republic terms, so to speak. Which Star Wars character would be Joe Biden? <laughs> Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, next topic. Wow, even I felt cruel about that one. Any, any, anybody yeah. um, have any other geeky things that they are thankful for for this year i'm gonna throw one out there and 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 this sadly i don't want it to come across as a kiss but but in many ways i am actually pretty thankful for the disney plus network <laughs> disney plus oh, that's one of mine that's a big chunk of our entertainment that was good this year came from Disney Plus. You know, we've already mentioned Loki. We mentioned uh, The Mandalorian. We mentioned uh, 
WandaVision. WandaVision. I mean, and then we had, you know, several other Marvel shows. We had, mm. we've talked in our other episodes about the, you know, Visions, which was a, a Star Wars kind of thing. And then we had the What If with the Marvel Universe. I mean, we had a lot of content come out of Disney Plus that really, really kind of helped this year. Um, it was at a pretty know, consistent rate, too. Like, they didn't yeah. slow down at all. It was, and we have more coming. I mean, we're literally getting <laughs> Hawkeye this week and Boba yep. Fett right before the end of the year. So, you know, we're still getting some good content. We got movies the you know, the move, new releases Jungle Cruise that Dave mentioned you know came out this year already on Disney Plus um, Shang Chi the the Ten Rings you know now mm-hmm. on Disney Plus uh, Cruella Cruella what else there was uh there's one uh, uh, what was the name of the, oh, um, the Pixar movie uh, I mean it wasn't great but the the Black Widow you know is even on it I mean there's a yeah, lot of content there Milo was Milo was that the name of it Milo the, the one that had like the little sea creature dude it was like oh uh maybe sounds like that- a chance for joanna to jump in and post and correct it but i mean i'm just saying that that's a it without disney plus it would have sadly been a lot more of a sparse year <laughs> um so yeah thanks to to disney you can sponsor us anytime you want to throw some money our way uh, i don't think we're worthy <laughs> we would definitely lose like half the audience because half the people out there believe Disney is like an evil empire and the other half is like oh, we love Disney so it's <laughs> well yeah I, I would have to agree with you that was one of mine um, because yes it for one thing it's helped us with our reviews because it's made a lot of movies available to us right uh, and maybe those movies were, were elsewhere or whatever but um, it allowed us to to, to review Solo Big Hero 6, Iron Man, Dark Crystal, Rogue One, Muppet Christmas Carol, Captain Marvel, uh, The Princess Bride, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Avengers, and Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. All of those were in one place. You already mentioned Shang-Chi. I can't remember if you mentioned Mulan or not. No. Um, I think Mulan was one of those that came out late 2020. The live action Mulan? Yeah. And it wasn't- We do not talk about that movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, but it was something. It was um, yeah, something is the appropriate word. And, and then bad. you already mentioned some of the TV shows. Let me see. I think I think you may have missed Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe you didn't see that, but I, I did. Um, you, I you mentioned the Hawkeye. Show. You mentioned the Hawkeye is coming up. There was there's also the Miss Marvel series that's coming up, plus several others. That I mean, there's too many to mention. And um, I also enjoyed Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, you know, not sci-fi oh, yeah, or comfort related. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that one, and I've also done partial rewatches of the Muppets, the TV show from 2015 that was very underrated. I've been watching the excellent. old school Muppets yeah, because I think that's on there too, isn't yeah, it? All them. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. and it's I've also dun, done a partial dun, 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 rewatch of uh, dun, 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 Agent, Agent Carter, which was which was also an underrated show that only lasted two seasons. So yeah, Disney Plus is awesome. Yeah, and, and of course I've got the kids. I can't tell you how many of the shows that they're just on all the time i've i think i've mentioned bluey on um this podcast before if you're a parent and your kids haven't watched bluey yet um i cannot recommend it enough it is probably the best kids show out there right now 
um, definitely uh, worth a watch and it's fun for the adults as well. So it's not one where you cringe as you watch it and your kids are like, Oh, I want to watch this. It's like, I still believe that Warner brothers uh, cartoons are better for your kids than anything else. Old Animaniacs. (laughs) Yeah. Old Animaniacs, not the new one, the new one. Oh my God. I couldn't even, I, I couldn't get through, I couldn't get through one episode. Yeah. For real. It was horrible. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It, and it, it really disturbed me. Totally insane. But yeah, you know, I mentioned our podcast. I, I would need to throw out there just a couple. There's a couple other podcasts that I've been listening to this year, and they kind of act as an inspiration for me and, and some of the things just in ways to do podcasting and also some ideas and things like that. Um, of course, um, the very first one that I got addicted to was the Adventure Zone and the um, McElroy Brothers. They, they just do a, a really good podcast. And it was what kind of spurred the idea of us doing this podcast or me do, kind of leading to this podcast. And then I've been really binging a lot of the Crit Show, which is a Monster of the Week podcast lately. So I want to give my thanks to them as well as, as it's been a, a really good something to kind of listen to and and strive for. And then there's actually a podcast about C.S. Lewis, which I think falls into this category of geeky things because heck he wrote some of those great Lord of the, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, um, which was one of the movies that we reviewed. (laughs) Just stop mixing up J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. I know. They they were friends. They are nuts. But there's a huge difference between the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and and Lord of the Rings. But but there's a podcast uh, called Pints with Jack that I enjoy listening to as well. And it gives me a lot of inspiration. So um, that's something I've been thankful for this year. Uh, I am thankful for some YouTube uh, channels that I have enjoyed uh, that are just dumb as heck. Um, (laughs) One of them being Critical Role, because like I said, I found my brother. Um, uh, The other one is called Casper Sight. And this is a British guy who's kind of like, a, uh, you know, I used to watch Ghost Hunters all the time. I used to love it, love the show. And, And, you know, you can make up whatever you want about it being real or not being real, but I just enjoyed it. I don't know why I enjoyed it, but I just did guys exploring for the paranormal. Well, he's a paranormal guy, but what he does is on Casper site. He, he reviews ghost videos that supposedly people have taken. He's hilarious. It's, 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 it's just so funny to watch him freak out at stuff because I mean, I don't know if he's really being freaked out or if he's just doing it for the camera, but it's highly entertaining. Um, you also get to watch some of these videos where, where there's lots of times you're watching them and you're kind of like, oh, no, no, that's this. But what's what I guess the reason I keep watching it is he's done that himself. There's times that he's watched a video and he's gotten freaked out, but then he goes back and he'll, he'll kind of repeat it and he'll be like, oh, no, wait a minute. That's that. That's not – that's totally this other thing. And then there's other stuff you get to watch and you're like, wow, that is kind of weird. There's another one that, oddly enough, I just discovered and it's called Being Scared. And all it is, is it's basically like, have you ever watched those relaxation videos where it's like, hey, you know, go to sleep in like an hour or go to, or fall asleep instantly uh, where it's just like rainfall or, or snowfall or that kind of thing. It's like that with like either a fire or <laughs> rain. But what they do different is they've evidently had people just send in these little like kind of spooky stories, weird stuff that's happened to them, and they read them. 
And so like, while you're listening to this, like kind of thunderstorm, there's somebody kind of telling these little quick, uh, spooky tales of like, you know, like a babysitter that like, uh, uh, was looking after some kids. And, uh, after they put the kids down, they're in the living room, like watching TV and they hear a tapping. And when they look up, there's somebody at the window and they're just staring at them like through the window. And so it's one of those where it doesn't really frighten me because I know sort of weird stuff happened and people also probably are just writing things to be kind of spooky, but it is one of those where it kind of does help me go to sleep because I, I, I just, they just drone on in the same kind of monotone voice as they tell the spooky stories. Uh, and so I just, it just knocks me right out. So oddly enough, I have thank thanks for those two, those two absolutely stupid things, but they're great. Okay. Okay. What else we got? Todd, you, I know you've got a list for us. What, what's else on your list for being thankful? Okay. Well, it's about another thing that is coming or at least hopefully coming. And that is, related to Stargate. There I is some that. Yeah. I, I don't know how far along they are in the deal or if it's just speculation, but supposedly Amazon is buying MGM and MGM is the studio that, that produced Stargate. Uh, so that really increases the chances of a fourth live action Stargate show uh, and that it might be on the horizon. Uh, Brad Wright, the, one of the co-creators of the first three shows, has already confirmed that he's working on a script to pitch to Amazon. And I don't know if that's old news. I don't know if he's still working on it or if he's done now. But it would be a continuation instead of a reboot. So I'm thankful for that. And it looks like he has written in uh, some appearances of characters like Daniel Jackson, Cameron Mitchell, General Samantha Carter. So she'll finally get a promotion and she might even be in charge of the Stargate uh, uh, the Stargate project. Um, and the, the new bit of news that has come out is that I, I don't know how, how familiar you, you guys are with the previous three shows, but in all three of those shows, the general population of earth did not know about the Stargate program. Obviously they had to let a lot of people in on the secret so that they could have scientists to explore and, um, uh, companies do, you know, private contractor work to create the technology involved and, and stuff like that. And of course the military was in on it and some politicians, but not everybody knew about it. Uh, so some news has come out in just the past week or two, say, uh, I think from Brad Wright in an interview that I think he did with sci-fi or yeah, sci-fi wire, where he's basically said that the fourth show, at least part of it, will be about the Stargate program being common knowledge to the general population. So that will be a nice twist compared to the other three series. And it means that the general population will also know about alien life and, and other planets and stuff like that. And um, I, I'm not sure exactly how much that will have an effect on you know week to week episodes but it's at least a little bit of flavor that they're going to throw in so i'm kind of thankful for several things there i'm thankful that there's a chance of a new stargate show i'm thankful that brad wright will be in charge of it i'm thankful that he's already working on it i'm thankful that some of the stars sound like they have agreed to appear um i'm thankful that they've already got some of the story uh picked out so I'm just uh, I'm thankful that there's a chance of another one of my favorite franchises maybe coming back. And it would also be great if maybe they could find a way working in some closure for Atlantis and uh, in Stargate Universe since those kind of ended on cliffhangers. So uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully that's something that could come to fruition next year, but it might be 2023. Who knows? That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I did see that there was a new or talks of a new Stargate series coming out, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'd forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, what else? What else we got out there that we're we're thankful for, or excited about for 2021, or coming up in 2022? Why is it always got to be this year or next There's year? Not much of this year left. We could just be like Andrew said earlier. We're just thankful for Darth Vader. Well, yeah, uh, I did say that. <laughs> you did. And if you're not thankful for Darth Vader, get out. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? Greatest villain of all time through all ages, period. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Okay, does somebody have something else or, or not? Go ahead and give us another one, Todd. So I've mentioned Babylon 5, one of my favorite franchises. I've mentioned Stargate, one of my favorite franchises. Not necessarily a franchise, but a universe is the universe of Star Trek and the kind of storytelling potential that is that is always in Star Trek. And I am really looking forward to some more Star Trek that we're going to get about three and a half months from now. now. I'm not talking about Star Trek Discovery. They've already <laughs> started season four, whatever. I'm not talking about Star Trek Picard. I, I, I don't know if I can handle season two of that after season one. I'm not talking about Lower Decks. I've seen the first episode when it went free to YouTube, and I've seen uh, little clips here and there of it, and I I don't think that's a show for me either. I'm not talking about Star Trek Prodigy because I haven't seen it, and who knows, it might be okay, but even if it is okay, I think it's geared toward kids, so I don't think I'm the target audience, even if it is good. And I'm not even talking about Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, because even though that looks like it might have some potential, maybe, just maybe. I mean, it's still got Alex Kurtzman's name attached. So, But what I'm talking about is the thing that I know is going to be Star Trek, and that is the Orville Season 3 <laughs> is coming March 10th, and I can't wait. Uh, you know, it got changed from Fox to Hulu, and then it went through some delays because of covid but finally, we're going to get more Star Trek because, as I, would like I said, to point out that, that <laughs> Star Trek is technically batting zero at yeah. the moment because the only Star Trek we have is technically not Star Trek. Yeah. Right. Well, 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 that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, I've said before that Orville, it's not Star Trek, but it is. It's not in the universe. It's not called Star Trek. But when it comes to the ideals, that, that have embodied the, the previous shows, that is what is in the Orville. And yes, granted, it's done by Seth MacFarlane, so he also institutes some humor into it and, and does a more lighthearted version than some of the, you know, more stuffy versions of Star Trek that we've gotten before. But when it comes to exploration and a way of exploring the human condition through analogy and allegory, and, and he just, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, listen, he, I mean, we, we it, talked about this in the last time we talked, we had our uh, What You Doing episode, and I talked about how I had binge, finally binge-watched the Orville, and, and, and I was discussing this, and I totally agree with you, and the fact that, I know people are going to hate me for this, current Star Trek, every bit of current Star Trek, with the exception of the stuff that we have not technically seen yet, it's too woke. You're 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 trying you're you're preaching to the audience. You're telling your audience this is how things are supposed to be. That's BS. That's not how real life works at all. And I don't care what the hell you're talking about. The Orville goes back to the way Star Trek used to educate people, in which it was we're not going to preach to you. We're not actually going to give you an answer. But what we're going to do is we're going to make you think. And that's what Seth MacFarlane does, and he does it well. Why? Because he did shows like Family Guy, which I know was a huge. Uh, 
uh, a lot of people didn't like it because it was so quote controversial, but he did stuff in there to where it was funny, but you thought about it. And, and a lot of the things that he's done and produced, especially with the Orville, um, is that same thing where he has said, well, let's talk about this and let's put it in this situation and, and give you the ability to think and decide for yourself, which was the right answer without standing there and preaching to you about whether this is correct and that's correct. And that's what the original Star Trek did. Uh, like everybody lost their crap when Captain Kirk kissed Uhura. But if you actually watch that episode, it doesn't really tell you if it was right or wrong. It just did it. And then you had to decide as a watcher, was it right or wrong? And so I, I, I think Star Trek was always useful in that way, in which it would allow you to think and maybe think about your own faults as a person. Where maybe you originally thought that that was bad, and then you you realize you know what it's not that bad, and so you you know it, that's what a show is supposed to do. It's it's not supposed to preach to you, and that I think is the big thing that they've lost it with a lot of Star Trek is where they're preaching to you, and so and people don't want to watch that because that's not why people watch TV. People watch TV to be entertained. If they end up thinking about it later, all the better, but. If they turn on a show and all it does is preach at them, they're going to turn it off. Maybe I'm wrong okay, about I, that. All right. I, I have to follow up there. I think some people out there, apparently a lot of people agree with you because, yes, the, the, the other Star Trek shows, they get criticized for that a lot. I don't have a problem with any of that. To me, it's just diversity. And are they doing it the best way? I, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they could do it better. Maybe they could do it more like Seth MacFarlane does it and, and, and it. Yeah, that would be great. But the wokeness, and I can't stand that word. Part part of the reason it bugs me is because I can't stand that they turn a, a verb into an adjective. It sounds stupid. <laughs> Don't blame me, also, man. <laughs> also, it, it's if woke means what I think it means, then it's not a bad thing. And people have turned it into a derogatory term. So I hate that too. But anyway, that is actually not one of my complaints with uh, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, any, any of the others. I don't mind any of that. When they do the stuff with diversity, I, I don't feel like they're preaching to me. I don't feel like they're they're shoving it down my throat. Are, are they being subtle about it? Maybe not. But I don't mind any of that. My problems with, with those shows are all about the storytelling, the logistics, how closely they, they stick to Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future, how much they earn storytelling plot plot points and plot twists and stuff like that, character development, things like that. I, I, and we could go on, on, on this all day because my biggest problem with Star Trek shows is, is I don't have just one problem. I've got a load of problems and some of them are little tiny nitpicks and some of them are medium problems and some are big problems, but it's not the wokeness. And again, I can't stand that word. It's not that. I don't mind the diversity that I see in Star Trek. That is fine. Star Trek has always had that. And like you said, maybe they communicated that better in the past. Maybe. I I, I don't know. But that's not my complaint with, with the shows. And I just want to make that clear. I'm fine with all that. It's everything else that's wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, we can, we'll have to do an episode about this because it might need to be addressed because we probably could actually talk a, a good hour on it. But I mean, I think you disagreed with me. You said it's too woke. Todd probably didn't say it as well as he would like, but I think he was saying that the diversity and inclusion on the show is a good thing. How is that agreeing? It's just that you don't agree with me on, I don't think people like the wokeness. That's fine. You like the wokeness. You don't mind being preached to as far as I define it. However, I don't think it's preachy. But it doesn't matter if you don't think it's preachy. We still agree on the basic principle. 
it's not entertaining. You may sit there and talk about how it's all it's all these nitpicks and things about not following the the Gene Roddenberry and all that kind of stuff and blah 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 blah. But that all translates into exactly what I said, which is it's not entertaining. So one has to derive from another. Is it the woke part that's not making it entertaining? Or is it the fact that they're so focused on the woke part that they don't make it entertaining? And so that's where we should have the discussion. So because, I mean, it's I don't mind if, if you don't mind it. I really don't. Just like you don't mind that it it bothers me. It's it, But it comes down to the same thing where people watch stuff to be entertained. And if it's not entertaining, it doesn't matter how woke or not woke you are. You suck. And we both can agree on that. Okay. Uh, what else are we thankful for? I'm at one. Um, this this is going to. I'm thankful for debate because you I like love debate. it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can't stand debate. <laughs> this um, weren't you on the debate team? No. Have you two met? Oh, that's right. You were on the math team. No, Dave. This is Todd. Todd. This is Dave. Oh, <laughs> who was on the? Oh, wait. Science that's right. Team. Science team. We didn't really we didn't really have a debate team. We had the the um, academic team, and yet had it did it had different teams where you know they were answering. I'm not even sure if we had a debate team. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. We did. Team. If um, we did, they they kept quiet. Why would you think I was on the debate team? Debate? I don't know. I couldn't remember what team you're on. <laughs> debate requires communication. <laughs> it's been 20 years. Oh yeah, I forgot. Have you ever listened to this podcast? Has Todd ever sounded bold? Or confident, or persuasive, or articulate, or poised, or assertive. Um, Todd was Todd's our straight man. So, Todd's the guy that stays quiet until it's time to say something funny, and then he'll say something, and we all laugh. It's great. There was a new series, and it was funny because we did just a few weeks ago. We had a a, a what you doing episode, and I had mentioned that I hadn't been able to watch it, and I was able to power through. And I I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. And that is the new uh, Apple Broadcasting Series Foundation. Mm. And so, in a way, I'm thankful because I actually found the series entertaining. Now, I have to kind of caveat that. It's not Foundation. They had, like, characters with the same name, but they pretty much ditched all plot related to foundation in the story of the that was written many many years ago you know 60 years ago by Isaac Asimov so that's a little disappointing but it, for those of you who watch and just say hey is this can I watch an inter- interesting kind of epic tv kind of series uh, I thought it was interesting and, and I'm curious to see where they're going to go in the future because I think they're planning on about five seasons of this my hope is that they'll be able to kind of continue it and get through. Uh, it definitely had some bright moments. It, it had some slow moments and some weird moments as well. But I, I will say that it, it's good enough that I'm, I'm hopeful and thankful for a second season coming. But I definitely would give the caveat of I think they just named a series after Foundation to try to feed off of past successes of uh, of Isaac Asimov and. They, it's really very, 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 very loosely based on anything that happened in the series. Most of the characters aren't even in the book. So um, um, so the last time we talked about it, you were behind. So the way you're talking now, I assume you, you caught up. And I you, did. You saw I, the, 
the season finale, which was this Friday, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, no. I I, wait, uh, hold on. I'm one behind. No, I haven't. So oh, I didn't get to. Okay. So I haven't seen Fridays. Um, I okay. saw all the way up until yeah, because I kind of caught up last <clears> week, <throat> uh, but I haven't seen Friday's last episode. So yeah, I'll probably watch okay. that this week and uh, and see if I if it stands true with how it ends. But um, I mean, you know, it's it definitely has a whole lot of i mean i couldn't i could sit here all day and do a whole series on how it's not like the books yeah. <laughs> um even the, the 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 kind of the science the math that they kind of base it on is not even based on what he portrayed in the books by the time it was done with the series so uh, the psycho history uh so that. Yeah, that seems to be something they develop kind of early on, and then it kind of goes by the wayside, and they they kind of trickle it in every once in a while. But it's they, they treat it almost like magic or something, it, right? It, well, it, they yeah, they don't even really they spend a lot of time explaining, you know, kind of what it's supposed to predict, but then end up messing it up because that's not how it actually predicts things. Because uh, psychohistory is supposed to be the, you know, they're they're able to make these predictions off of large scales interactions. It's very much like predicting um, bacteria in a in a colony in in one, like a test tube. You can't predict what one individual piece of that's going to do, but overall, you can predict how it's going to act under certain stimulus, and that's kind of what psychohistory is supposed to be. And sadly, in this, they it, the the thing that it's not supposed to be able to predict is individual actions, and that's what he ends up using it all the time to do is to predict the individual actions. <laughs> it's like no, that doesn't work. No, it's, the long and short of it is the series sucks if you think it's Isaac Asimov. However, it's entertaining enough that if you don't worry about Isaac Asimov, you right. might actually be, like it. If you go in looking well, for Isaac Asimov science fiction fantasy, you're going to be like wait, what, this this is not it. And then, and so I literally, after about three episodes, had to turn that off and just say, does this have merits on its own? And, and I thought it did. I think, I think once I turned it off and I kind of watched it, there are still some elements that I'm not real keen on and I don't like, but overall, I think it's, it's got promise and I'm hoping that it will get better as the series progresses. So. Yeah, it won't. And I don't have the same perspective you do because I have not read the books. Big surprise. Um, so I'm I'm going into this cold, and it's it's definitely okay. I mean, yes, it's well made and it's well acted, and, and there's so many things that are on TV or or in the movies now that are well produced and well acted, and that those things can help or hurt something, but they never make or break something for me. It's always the story and the characters, and to a certain extent, the dialogue and maybe the, the overall premise. And to me, the show has a lot of ups and downs. Uh, it, it had a really good first one or two episodes. Then it kind of went down a little bit and, and then it kind of picked up a little bit, but then it went down a little bit and I'm not sure it ended great. I won't say what happened in the, in the season finale, but it was, I, I don't know, just kind of anticlimactic. It, it wasn't great as closure and it wasn't great as a cliffhanger. And so 
I might be just barely curious and interested enough to maybe try a season two if and when they do it. But I'm a little bit more skeptical than you are. And, and like I said, I kind of focus on the characters. There aren't any super likable characters. And it's not that I dislike that many characters either. It's just they're kind of eh to me. And the one character that I was the most intrigued by, the most curious about was the one that got sidelined the most. I'm trying to think of her name, Gail. Yeah. Um, yeah, it the, the season does not have t- that much to do with her as much as I thought it would. And that was something that was kind of disappointing to me. Uh, and, and there, and there's some other things that are kind of intriguing, especially the, uh, genetic dynasty. I've mentioned that on, on a previous episode of our podcast. Uh, that's an interesting concept, but the character himself is is kind of unlikable. And so it's hard to get into that concept when the subject of it is not all that great. So I have really mixed feelings about it. And I, I was a little bit disappointed with the season finale. So I, I hope you enjoy the season finale better and get more out of it. Uh, because I don't know, it left me a little cold. Okay. Uh, what else we got? We got a, we're kind of cr- approaching our one hour mark. We always try to keep these you know pretty tight episodes. Um, so let's power through and, and kind of get out any other things that we're thankful for. I'm good. Andrew, got you got anything for us? Doctor Who's changing writers. So no more chick doctor, no more crappy writer. Wow. So I've heard kind of review wise that this past season of Doctor Who with the female doctor was probably like, some people have said it's like one of the best that's ever been. Have you been uh, I doubt it. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, doubt I, it. I haven't watched it. Sadly, I haven't watched any in a while. Um, David Tennant. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's, I, that's all you need to say, bro. But uh, Doctor Who, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've never been that. I've never been that thrilled for the show. And uh, now I did watch that first season of the, the female doctor and. It wasn't exactly her fault. I, I didn't like the directions of some of the episodes, but there again, I didn't like the material that some of the past doctors had to work with, especially C- Peter Capaldi, and he was my favorite doctor. I um, never, I never blame actors unless uh, it's yeah. obvious their fault. Just like, just like even with the Ghostbuster 2016, which is the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't necessarily blame the actresses. I know that most of their uh, the reason that movie sucked was because of the writing. Um, now, if we go into a deep dive over it, yes, the actresses do have some problems in what they did. But as far as who do I blame, I don't blame the people in the movie. I blame the people who – there are people in control over things. You know, There are people that typically will see something, see previews of something, uh, see snippets of something, and I am simply absolutely 100% amazed that somebody let that piece of garbage – through the safety net to be like, sure, go ahead and distribute it. Sorry. I'll, I'll get off that horse. All right, Todd, get us through the rest of your list. Okay. So I've only got two more and I think I can do them kind of quickly. So one thing I'm thankful for is that the three kind of sort of experimental phase four MCU movies are behind us now. Black Widow, which was a movie for Scarlett Johansson that was way overdue. So overdue that, you, you know, the character not around anymore. So it had to be a prequel and I'm automatically not that much into, into prequels. Um, and then Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings was 
good. It, I, I don't have any huge complaints about it, but it just wasn't that great either. And then Eternals, like I said, started really strong. And then the further the, the movie went, the more it, it kind of got a, a little bit shaky. But our next seven phase four MCU movies are all going to be sequels. So we're all going to have more established characters kind of getting back to the normal. There will be some stuff sprinkled in from the various TV shows. So the next seven phase four movies are going to be Spider-Man No Way Home in 2021. That's in fact next month. Uh, And then in 2022, there's Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then 2023, we get the Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah. and and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So so I'm I'm glad that we're kind of getting back to normal. And then because we're powering through, let me go ahead and squeeze in my last one which is about leverage redemption. I think I mentioned that in our last what you doing episode. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit behind on episodes. I'm not sure I watched but maybe one or two since then if any. But I'm thankful for the show not just because of the show itself, but what it represents overall, because, um, you know, it's another thing that's on a, a, a well, it's, it's kind of weird. It's on IMDB TV, which I think maybe is supposed to be on the internet. I'm not sure that there's like an app where you can watch it directly on Apple, but you can watch it through your Amazon account if you have Amazon. So one way or another, there, there's a way of watching the show, uh, but it's good so far. I like the way they've kind of recreated the show to a certain extent, but also stayed true to the original. Uh, I think it's something that Star Trek could probably <laughs> take a lesson from, you know, don't deviate so much that you're going off in the weeds. But anyway, I like the show itself, but I also like the fact that we we are in an environment now where we can take a show that's been off the, the air for nine years and then bring it back. Uh, and maybe stick it somewhere that it wasn't before, and yet it still somehow gains an audience. Uh, I'm not positive if it's getting a season two, but I kind of hope it does. There again, like I said, I'm not all the way through the season one of Leverage Redemption yet. But I just, I I, I like the fact that this kind of thing can be pulled off. And you can tell that the show does not have a huge budget, but that's also proving okay too. You do not have to have a gigantic budget if you have good story and good characters. Again, another thing that Star Trek Discovery could uh, take a lesson from. You know, story and characters are your key, and and that show does a good job with that. So it doesn't matter that it's a, a kind of a low budget show. So yeah, those were my last two things on the list. Awesome, awesome. Well, do we have anything else that we want? That anybody wants to discuss while we finish out this episode? Maybe we've missed something. We would love to hear what you guys think, what you're thankful for, for either 2021 or um, coming up before the end of the year or even coming into next year. So just send us an email, discerninggeeks at gmail.com. Or interact with us on our Facebook page, the Discerning Geeks Portal, or on Twitter, at Discerning Geeks. We want to hear from you. We'd love to um, get your input on, you know, whatever your thoughts are or some topics that maybe we missed or we've discussed in the past and we should be thankful for. We've thrown out some things and given you guys some ideas to things to be thankful for for this past year. We really are. We're thankful for you guys listening. We're thankful for this median just to be able to come together 
and be together as, as friends, to argue about things, um, and just have fun. And so thank you, Andrew, for being with us. Thank you, David. Thank you, Todd. Um, and, th- and thank you. And thank you for Zencaster for not Kumbaya, cutting out Lord. on us on this. Uh, <laughs> Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting? Sorry, go ahead. It, Zencaster is uh, sneaky that way because Zencaster will give us issues and will say, we've got to find something other than Zencaster. And then it'll be okay for three or four episodes. And we're right. like, ah, maybe it's fine. And then it'll start cutting out on us and I think and, and it's failing. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Of course, Caster, we haven't stopped the episode yet. We've still got to download. We still have to download it. That that all the pieces are that's there. always, yeah, that's <laughs> always scary. It's always a hold your breath at the end of the episode of, does, are all the pieces there? Well, guys, it has been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, we'll definitely, uh, hopefully have to get together in person here pretty soon, getting through the holidays, but we'll still have our episodes. We'll have our Christmas wheel of insanity episodes coming out over the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. The first one, um, should be coming up in about a week or so as we will be reviewing the man who invented Christmas. Yep. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it's yeah. the man or the person. It was like, what's the what's the title there? Uh, the man who invented Christmas. Uh, Didn't Jesus invent Christmas? So, uh, someone hasn't watched that movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> I read my Bible. You can't get your Satanist junk <laughs> no, up over here. No, no, you need Jesus. Jesus, sweetie. You better be going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Oh, don't you be going on about going to church, Martha. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. I saw you down the street barred sugar from John. I'm just saying. The fake voices and improvised banter of two co-hosts do not reflect the sensibilities of other co-hosts or me. I officially disavow myself of all of this. If you want to get all holier than thou and talk about Jesus is the season and stuff, honey child, let me tell you something right now. You better get right before you start telling other people to get right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lordy. I don't even know. Okay, guys. I think, I think we just got canceled on Twitter, guys. Uh, maybe. Why? Why? Why do you guys make my life difficult? Why? 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 Because we love you. Thank you for Todd, who does all the editing and makes sure that obscene things and, and bad things and inappropriate things get cut out. He said he cut some stuff, but not everything. He said if some people want to represent themselves badly, that's their problem. There was nothing obscene about that. And, uh... Sure we were just talking about Jesus. What you got against Jesus, man? Yeah, what do you got about Jesus? Against Jesus, bro. Jesus, huh? We uh, sound halfway intelligent some of the time. Um, <laughs> thank you, Todd. Uh, take us out of here, guys. For our listeners, remember to continue to do whatever makes you a discerning geeks. And be thankful that we can live in such a strong geek culture. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Bye, Roberto. Roberto's not back yet, man. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. He went to go eat the tacos. How many times have I been to do this? Stop talking! Can you eat a taco? 
I don't even think he can eat a taco, man. I heard about his his gluten-free type stuff. <laughs> I can eat a taco. The audience doesn't know I'm gluten-free. Gluten-free? <laughs> I just got <laughs> really confused. Gluten-free? I'm a gluten-free Bible person. <laughs> I, I don't have no gluten bibles in my system. No I just got I just got regular Bible in my system. That's what I got. <laughs> Are they done now? Is it finally over? I think it's safe. Okay, good. From all of us at Discerning Geeks Portal. Have a happy, safe, and healthy Thanksgiving and great start to the coming holiday season. And that's a wrap. I'm thankful that episode is over. Thanks for joining in on that last part, Alvaro. How do you put up with those guys? I have three methods Chardonnay, Merlot, and Zinfandel. So, Alvaro. Do you have any big plans for Thanksgiving with family or your wife's family? Oh, Miss Joanna, I am not married. Oh, really? And my family is far away in Spain. I was planning a small meal alone, turning on Tubi, and binge watching one of my favorite shows from the 1990s. What is that? Cine Warrior Princess. <gasps> I think my ovaries just fluttered. What? Never mind. So, Alvaro, Xena is one of my favorite shows too. I was wondering, would you like some company for Thanksgiving? I could bring copious amounts of wine and whipped cream. Whipped cream? Oh, for the sweet potato pie. Sorry. Did I leave that out? Yeah, I would bring sweet potato pie too. Or pumpkin, whichever you like better. Or, one of each maybe. Yes, I would enjoy the company. I like pumpkin pie but I eat it without whipped cream. Well, I'll bring it anyway just in case. Ooh, have you ever seen the movie Captain Marvel? 